Welcome to the Page of Our Lives podcast, where each week we take a page from our own lives or from the life of an inspiring friend and give you the Cliffs Notes. Hey everybody, it's Leslie and welcome back to another episode of the Page of Our Lives. For those of you that are faithful listeners, you might have noticed we've been on vacation for a bit. We took a break over the Christmas holiday and into the new year just so we could kind of focus on our families, focus on starting the year out strong. But we are back and our show is back and we're excited to be here. Hey, listen, on today's episode, we're going to kick things off by having a recap conversation about a recent talk that I gave on friendship. I love talking about friendship. I love talking about all that God's taught me about friendship. I have been a bad friend and I have learned over the over the years how to be a better friend and to be the kind of friend that God's called us to be. And I had the recent opportunity to share that with a group of ladies. And so I was recapping that for Paige and she said, hey, this is so good. You should record this for our podcast friends. And so if it feels a little bit like you're coming in on the, the in the middle of an conversation between two friends, well, that's because you are. So just roll with it. Appreciate you doing that. But we do get to uh, talk a little bit about our recent trip to Florida. Paige and I met up in Florida a few weeks ago for the beautiful conference at Grace Family Church in Tampa. And it was amazing. We love that church. Those are our people. Those are our home church people. And uh, we just love every opportunity that we have to go home and be with them. And so we're going to recap that experience. And it ties right into this whole idea of friendship because that trip was so much fun. It was Paige and myself and a handful of other friends. And oh man, we laughed, we cried, we laughed some more, we ate great food, we just lived it up. And man, if it's been a while since you've had a weekend like that with friends, I highly recommend that you get one on the calendar. So without further ado, let's jump right into our conversation on today's episode of the Page of Our Lives. What, yeah, share with me what you shared with me. Yeah, them. so I talked about how, you know, really Jesus modeled what friendship should look like and what our, you know, let me back up and say this, like I'm someone who sort of historically has been best friends with everybody. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have like 15 best friends, you know, yes. and uh, what God has shown me just sort of in the years that he's been sort of dealing in my heart with around friendship is that, you know, to be a best friend to everyone, you ultimately end up being a bad friend to everyone. You can't be best friends with everybody. Jesus wasn't best friends with everybody. He, his model was, you know, if you think about it like a bullseye, like the outer ring were the, you know, the, the masses and the crowds that followed him, right. Curious and what he's, so if you sort of parlay that to our lives, that would be like all of the Facebook followers that you have, or actually Facebook friends. Right. Right. And then, um, Jesus's sort of next inner ring would be those who were believed in him and his ministry, or maybe were impacted by his ministry. That's a little smaller circle. And in our world, then maybe that's like your neighbors or your play group or the ladies at the gym or your coworkers or whatever. And then the next inner circle for Jesus was the 12 disciples along with Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. Cause you know, the gospels talk to us a lot about how Jesus was close to them. Well, for us, that could maybe be like your church small group or your sorority sisters or your roommates from college or those that best friend from high school. But then even Jesus had a small group of three that he was the closest to. And it was, you know, uh, Peter, James, and John. 
And we are called to be the same. God's not called us to be best friends with 15 people. He's called us to be best friends with a small handful of two or three. And, and so I actually, instead of using that word best friend, because I do feel like it's sort of, sort of like the word love, like we say, oh, we love, I love Jesus, but I also love tacos, right? Like we sort of throw that word love around. And so I use the term true friend because I think that I just talked about like true friendship is distinct. It doesn't look like other relationships that you have in your life. And true right. friendship um, requires heartfelt counsel um, to be back and forth. A lot of times you'll be in a relationship with someone and it's not really a friendship. It's a, you're a counselor to that person, right? Or yeah. maybe they're your counselor, and but you're not really giving two-way heartfelt counsel. I talked about how you know, um, true friendship is trustworthy with, with confidences that we share and true friendship takes a risk because to be honest and in a, you know, a heart to heart relationship with someone, you have to be willing to open yourself up. And, you know, I talked about, I, I shared a lot of verses out of Proverbs, obviously, cause there's so much wisdom in there about friendship, but, um, I talked about how, you know, an iron sharpening friend um, when you have an iron sharpening friendship, sometimes you're going to get poked by the iron. <laughs> yes. And so sometimes our friends, our close friends can say things to us that hurt or really, maybe we just don't want to hear it. But I, and then because of that, what I think we do as women is we put up, we take an offense and we allow that to plant a seed of bitterness in our heart or take an offense or put plant a seed of offense in our heart. And so then that we cut off ourselves from further relationships with people because of one offense or a few offenses in the past. And so I just talked about like, you know, a true friend, when they give you counsel, even if it's hard or it, it wounds you, it can be trusted. I mean, Proverbs talks about that the wounds of a sincere friend are better than kisses of an enemy. And so I think when you have a trustworthy friendship that you can do that two-way counsel with each other, um, we have to think about the heart of the person who's sharing that with us, right? Even if it's hard for us to hear it, what's the heart? What's the intent of that person? Are they trying to make you a better mom, a better wife, a better woman? Like think about their heart, even if you're not quite ready to hear what they have to say. And so I just shared some stories about challenging relationships I've had in the past and how the Lord's kind of taught me all of this through those experiences. And my favorite part was at the end, I talked about, you know, to this group I was speaking with, I just talked about like, there's probably three groups of people in this room, or maybe there's three, three types of people listening to this podcast that have, you know, when you think about your relationships that kind of fall into one of three categories, maybe you have those, that small group of true friends that have, you know, that are, are being the thing to you that you've needed. And if so, then you should like embrace them, find a way to tell them how much you love them and appreciate them and what they've done in your life. And then I think there's a group of women that have closed themselves off from experiencing or allowing themselves to experience French, true friendship because they've been wounded in the past. And I think there's a subset of women who need healing in this area that you've got wounds and bitterness, and maybe you struggle with boundaries. Maybe you struggle with always saying yes and not knowing how to say no to people. And so maybe you need to spend a season in healing and letting God work on that in you. And um, and then the third group was, was the group I talked to about, you know, you've heard me share all of this with you about my experiences with friendship and kind of where God has me. And 
some of you need to Marie Kondo a few friendships in your life. And I took that straight from Candace Payne, Chewbacca mom herself. She had a post not too long ago about that she's kind of in a season of her life where she's Marie Kondoing her friendships to think like, who is it, who in my life is sparking joy? Who is helping me become a better person? And if there's people that in your life aren't doing that, then maybe it's time to Marie Kondo them. And <laughs> and so, you know, I just talked about like if if there are people in your life that you need to do that with, you know, this isn't about like I'm I'm gonna give give up that person a piece of my mind before I exit stage left, right? It's about asking God to give you a graceful exit because I'm really big on don't burn bridges. Like, but there, but Sometimes people are in our life for a season and not for a lifetime. And so if the season has ended in that friendship, like ask God for a graceful exit, ask God to help you create distance in that relationship, ask God to give you the confidence to say no when they're asking something of you or asking you to participate in something. And I've just have seen over and over when I've needed to make a graceful exit in a relationship that God's been so good and kind and merciful to kind of give me a avenue to, you know, be able to back away and leave, you know, with bridges still intact, but, you know, go on to find friendships that are a better fit and a truer fit for me. So. Wow. That was so good. Thank you for the message today. That was the Cliff Notes version. That was, that was totally the Cliff Note. That was, that was a page from your life, Leslie. And I like it. That's a good one. I love talking about friendship. I think as, and I talked about this too. I was just like, you know, as women, I think that I do not understand this. I think it's nothing short than an attack of the enemy, but I think that we are our own worst. We are our own worst enemies as women. Like, I just don't see that among men. I don't see that they like are as critical or as, you know, passive aggressive or whatever. Like, man, like we can, we can sometimes be the victim of our own kind. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel so, like a, a lot of times that women, we get in our heads way yeah, too much for sure. And don't necessarily have clarity on like, wait a second, that's not <laughs> truthfully. Nobody is thinking about you as much as you are thinking about you. So true. And so if you're thinking, oh, well, they don't like me, they don't want me chances are they're thinking about themselves. Yeah. They're not necessarily thinking about, you know, about you. And yeah, I don't know. That's good. That's good stuff, Leslie. Yeah. Well, and I think for me, like my journey with friendship to kind of get to where I'm at now, because I I definitely have had seasons where I've hung out with the wrong people. um, I've struggled to, uh, you know, I have a need to be needed and in my need to be needed. And also you kind of factor in the fact that like we've moved a lot. Yes. You know, new cities, new states, whatever. And I'm like such a social gal and I want friendship and I desire community and relationship. And so sometimes in this need to be needed, I've just like gone to where it seems I'm most needed and it's not been a healthy fit. And so I I could see that that was really resonating with a lot of women. Um, sometimes we just stay somewhere because it feels good to be needed, but it's not good for us. Right. Well, and I was thinking about, I think we talked about this uh, when we, Leslie and I were just in Florida. Yes. Which together with some of our other friends, we had, I've told everybody that I, when I've gotten home, I'm like, they're like, how's Florida? I'm like, way too much fun. Yeah. Like it was over the top. It was. So totally. uh, one, one of our many conversations was a little bit of Enneagram talk and how I'm like a type seven and 
I have a lot of type two friends, which Leslie, would I'm you a say type two. A yeah. type two. And if you're not familiar with the Enneagram, the sevens are like the enthusiasts. Like we're always excited. We're ready for one adventure after the next. And then a type two is a helper. Like um, they are really good at helping other people, seeing needs, making sure that needs are met, all that to a default, like sevens have a default of having way too much fun and not getting stuff done. And twos um, are always helping everyone else that to a fault that they don't get help them. They don't ask for help when they need it or whatever. So I was thinking about that on one of my walks this week, Leslie, that I really don't have a lot of friends like me. Okay. Like I don't, <laughs> I really, and then I'm like, I must really be a train wreck. Because, <laughs> Because most of my friends are type twos. And so they're like, oh, that poor girl needs so much help. And so God. I did not friend you because I took pity upon you. Okay. I, I just bring a lot of joy and a lot of fun to your life. That's the story I'm telling myself. <laughs> it's like, and it's the truth. You're not forcing that story to be true. It is true. Yeah. And I, I don't know why sevens and twos are attracted to each other, but they are. I mean, because, You're not the only seven in my life, but yes, it's true. Okay. But see, like, I don't have a lot of sevens in my life. I don't, I don't have, honestly, yeah, I, can you imagine? No, I can't <laughs> imagine. We would be such a train like, wreck. A lot, a lot, a lot all the time. We would be so extra. You would all have so much fun, but you would never get anything done. Never, never. And um, <laughs> all the people, you would forget to pick your kids up at carpool yes, because you're having yes. so much fun. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody needs a seven in their life. Like yes. I, it was funny. I do have to say this. Like, so we, we were together in Florida for this women's conference at the church where Paige and I were formerly on staff together, where our friendship began in the yes. parking lot as I stalked her and asked her to collect me because, yes. well, I've already said I'm needy. And anyway, um, we were there and Paige is like, Going to an event like this with Paige is such an experience because literally she just walked, we were with several other friends and we would, we would all be like walking through this. I mean, 1600 women at this thing. We'd be walking through this crowded lobby and then we'd turn around and someone would be like, where's Paige? And we're like, oh man, she got stuck back there. Her seven, her sevenness stuck her back there, you know, and it's not, a, we're not angry or whatever. We're like, oh, it's Paige. And then, you know, cause somebody wants to see her. They want a picture with her. Who took the most pictures over the weekend? Paige Evanson, the yeah. seven of the group. And I'm so grateful because your pictures were amazing. You document everything. It's And then you want to share it with the world, which you did, including video of me putting <laughs> sunscreen on my knees, which I was like, this you've crossed the line. You have done shown my white knees to the world, putting Thank sunscreen on them. But me. it's okay. I'm going to forgive you. I'm not going to take the seed of bitterness. <laughs> An offense for you showing my knee my kneecaps to the world. It was just a story. It's gone now. Twenty four hours later. It was twenty four hours later. Praise the Lord for twenty four hours. Um. Anyway, I just it's so fun to have different types of friends in our life and kind of the gift that they are. And I mean, you do you push me to be, uh, to be brave. You do. I mean, I feel like. I would not be doing this podcast if if you weren't just like, let's just do it. Let's just figure it out. We're going to get it done because I really am all about like, it's got to be just right because I, mm. I got a little bit of that. I kind of, 
I got a little one perfectionist, but I also got a little three achiever in me. And so sometimes like in my two-ness, I sometimes struggle to get the thing done because I'm so worried about the end result, the execution and all of that. And so you're just always like, Just do it anyway. It's so fun. We're going to jump off the cliff. Like I, I love, I love the hustle that you bring to this relationship. I need people like you in my life. So it's good. Vice versa though. Like I, I definitely need people like you in my life too, Leslie, because I do eventually crash and burn. And so (laughs) where I'm like, I gotta, I gotta take a nap. Like I can't have people. And I love that your helper comes in to help me like guard my time, you know, like yeah. you help me to set boundaries. You help me to um, get things done. So yeah. It, and I think it, the moral of the story with you talking about friendship and then our friendship with one another and the things that we've learned, like we really all do need each other. Everyone. Ha- and if you will find the strengths in another person, you can see, Hey, this is, this could, I could really learn a lot from this person uh, and the way that they're wired versus being mad or angry or bitter or frustrated like there's something, there's something in this for me to learn. So yeah, I think good. we um, have finally gotten to a place in our 40 something years that we're like, oh, she's a gift. Yeah. Oh, I, I've always thought of you as that. I've never been well, annoyed. I mean, I've had maybe minor annoyances at you and you probably had minor annoyances at me, but there's nothing that would ever cause us to no, say, see you okay. later. My sevenness always goes back to a happy place. It does. <laughs> And my two always goes back to, I bet I can help her with that. (laughs) (laughs) I was telling somebody recently that I love doing this with you because I do think we're a good compliment for each other. And I think that's one of the reasons why we are able to work, not just work well together, but just be friends is because we, we aren't trying to compete with each other. I think that's something that happens a lot with friendship is people feel like there's this unspoken competition. And I've never felt that with you. I've always felt like you see what gifts I bring and I see what gifts you bring. And we're like, the more, the merrier. Like we, we have a lot to, we both have a lot to contribute and, and, and they're different. And so, and I think just celebrating that and making space for that is really important. Oh, it is. Absolutely. Okay. So on to more celebrating. Yes. We have to, okay. And I was thinking about today, we're going to talk a lot about uh, the beautiful conference yes. with Grace Family Church, because that's, we're on this major spiritual high uh, right now after coming down, um, after going down to Florida, both of us had to go down to Florida. We did. Um, you kind of across, across this, the globe um, in the big state of Texas, <laughs> all the way to Florida, dodge the winter storm. Um, yes. Thank you. Winter you, storm Landon for holding yeah. off till I could get to Florida. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you got out of there. So anyways, I drove down from South Carolina uh, to Grace Family Church, um, the church, like Leslie said, where we met one another and for this annual beautiful conference. And it was over the top. So shout out to all of the women. It's a massive event and it's a massive undertaking that they have that they put on each year for us so that we can go get spiritually recharged. And if you did not go this year, or if you've never been to a women's conference at all, this is your little, your friend, Paige and Leslie, reminding you get a ticket and attend one. There's just something about being with a crowd of people. And I know for introverts or people who don't like big crowds, you're like, wait, it's too people out there. Then at least watch online. (laughs) 
<laughs> nothing else. No, get it, you get need it. to go in person. I mean, <laughs> you really do. There's just nothing like, I mean, yeah, you can watch online and still get good stuff out of it. But man, the in-person experience, doing corporate worship with 1600 women, like uh, there's just, it really does feel like a little touch of heaven when you're yes. in a moment like that. You're, you're in a place like that. I mean, I think about like, the passion conference that happens at the beginning of every year that Louie and Shelly Giglio do. I'm way too old to attend that. It really does have an age cut off. I think it's like 25 or something. You could go as a door holder, Leslie. I I would hold the door. Like, man, like I love live events. I love live music, all that. But man, there is nothing like being in the house of God with thousands of people just yeah. together celebrating and worshiping him. And it does feel a little bit like, oh, this is what heaven's going to be like. This is going to be awesome. It, it so. is going to be awesome. So I want to tell our friends that didn't get to go there because we've mm-hmm. got friends from all over, not just down in the Florida area. So I feel like we need to kind of recap. I have a one friend that I've got a phone call. My friend, Sarah Page, shout out yes. to Sarah Page. Hi, Sarah Page. We have a phone call coming up, hopefully this afternoon to recap the beautiful conference. Mm. But I was thinking this episode... I'm going to have Sarah Page like in mind as I recap, like everything that I want. So I don't know who your friend is that you would want to tell all the things. But I think first off, we need to talk about our pre-conference experience (laughs) because thanks to Leslie being the planner that she is and the efficient person that she is, we all got there like two days early. And we, that was because of the storm. We had yeah. to, it wasn't, you know. Right. But it really worked out for our benefit. It did. Um, so I would recommend having a little pre-conference conference if you ever <laughs> go to any conferences and take a note from Leslie's life and planning skills because she planned for us to go kayaking mm-hmm. and see the manatees in Florida. So wherever you go for a conference, find out what some local activities are and plan to do it. Because Leslie, of all the years I lived in Florida, I never did go kayak with the manatees. And that was so fun. Oh, it was like amazing. I I had only done it one time when we lived there before. And when people ask me, because we lived there for five years, and people are always like, oh, what was your favorite thing you did? Was it Disney? I'm like, "Uh, no, it was not Disney. Um, It was that. For Mother's Day one year, John and the boys and I, we went up. It's this place about an hour north of Tampa called Crystal River. If you ever get the chance to go there, it's beautiful. I am not a sporty spice kind of girl, but like, I, I love to kayak. Like I really love doing this. And, and then from November till probably like mid-March, late March, the manatees come into Crystal River from the ocean because there's a natural spring there. And so the water temperature is warm. And literally we're like last Thursday, we're all paddling our little kayaks and there are manatees just swimming in the water. We're watching them. It was incredible. And we just laughed and the sun was shining and it was a beautiful day. It was amazing. It was was truly amazing. Great um, moment. I, I almost am tempted next time if we ever do that again, Leslie, to actually get in the water and bring a snorkel and a mask. No, you can have that. I do not want to do that. I want to look at the manatees from the safety of my kayak. You can can get up close. (laughs) You can be the photographer and capture the moment. But you have to watch the manatee manners video because they're very particular. Like there's good people that are, oh yeah, there's, there's good people patrolling the water, making sure people are 
treating mm-hmm. as I, I don't know if they're still endangered, but for a season of time, I think they were an endangered species. So yeah. anyway, but yes, you can even swim with the manatees, all the things, but I highly recommend that. And I'm so grateful we got to have that experience together and introduce our friends to that as well. Our friends who came to the conference with us and yeah, that was, so awesome. was good. Yeah. Um, okay. One more thing that we did pre-conference conference and after conference so I gave everybody a spray tan. Yeah, you did. A whole new level of fun. Yeah, you did. So if we if we glowed a little extra, it was it was the Holy Spirit and Paige. And spray tan. Yeah, it's spray so tan. I bought a spray tan machine last year, mainly for my college girls that I mm-hmm. lead. Um, we were going to do some spray tans for missions as a way to raise some money for the mission trips, but. We didn't really do much of that, honestly, but the spray tan machine is portable. And I gave all of my white pasty friends from the North. (laughs) They had a beautiful Florida glow um, for our kayaking experience for the conference. And then I I sprayed them one more time before. uh, Yeah, you did. And I'm all home. So I don't know if if your people noticed. It took a couple days. I I have to be honest. It wasn't an instant recognition, but about what day did I get home? About two days afterwards, John was like, you, you got some color when you were there. And I was like, mm-hmm, I sure did. I sure did. That's right. That's right. So, but I, that like right there, that example, that is such a seven thing of you to do. Like we're doing spray dance. Like, and like, I, I had my sweet sister-in-law shout out to Sam. Uh, she came with me on this trip. She'd never, never met any never of met Sam. Never no. met any of these people. I'm the only person that she knows. And I just and told she's her I was very like, introverted just, and a one, she, she says. She is. She's a hardcore one. Definitely leans more introverted. I'd say she's an ambivert, but she leans more towards the introversion, introversion. And I told her, I was like, you just need to prepare yourself. Like <laughs> this, this is going to be an experience. Like I had no idea that like basically an hour after we all gathered together, we would be like naked in your mom's bathroom getting spray tans. So <laughs> if you want to know what it's like to have a friend that's a seven, that pretty much sums it up right there. And you know what? She loved every bit of it. I loved every bit of it. We all did. Like there's just no uh, turning back from, from an experience like that. It was so fun. So we did, yeah, we did that. And I also, we made t-shirts and we made water bottles with the cricket machine. So my yeah, cricket machine is coming handy. My spray tan machine's coming handy. I didn't do any nails or lashes, but if we, we didn't need them. Oh, and, and I'm still laughing about, so this was Leslie's idea. This wasn't even my idea. It's, we decided it's your to- influence on me, Paige. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, okay, wait, before I share this one. I have to talk about Eddie V's. Oh, yeah. So Stephanie, one of our other friends, shout out to her husband, Tim, for taking us all out to dinner virtually. Yes. Um, We went to this fancy, fancy restaurant in Tampa called Eddie V's. We ordered just about everything on the menu. Uh, It was awesome. It was like a scene in a movie where we were like, and another one. I think we'll take another one and another one. Yeah. Tim was very gracious and said, I want to treat the ladies to a dinner and don't worry about the cost. And we were like, okay. (laughs) And to top it off, we all pulled up in my mothership, which is (laughs) okay wait 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 eddie v's is one of these like swanky places it's like a very fancy steakhouse like when you look it up on google there's like four dollar signs next to it okay so it's not a cheap establishment and when we pulled up there's valet parking and there's you know there's porsches and there's lamborghinis and there's bentley's and there's all these fancy cars out front 
and Paige drives a 15 passenger van, which like the church van. We basically took the church van to Eddie V's and we were not ashamed because it was just so funny. Like we were laughing on the way there and laughing that we're in the 15 passenger van going to eat at Eddie V's. Um, It was like, you know, it was an experience. I'll just say that. I wish we were good videographers. We could have totally had a, a great movie with that one. But anyway, so okay, okay. So spray tans, kayaking, Eddie V's was that was um, night one. And then we after Eddie V's, we were like, hey, who wants to hit up Ross? Because <laughs> we go eat high dollar food and then we discount shop. Exactly. And so we went to Ross and we're. We said five minutes, five minutes in Ross. That's it. We all were like, we need to get home to get our stretchy pants back on after eating at Eddie V's. And um, and by the way, if you ever eat at Eddie V's, if you do not order the banana Foster's cake, you have missed out on yes. one of the seven wonders of the world. That and was the, the most incredible thing. It might turn somebody who hates bananas right. into a banana lover, maybe, but it was excellent. Anyway, I digress. We went to Ross. And while we were in Ross, everybody's kind of scattered. And I go over to the dress section. And you know how at Ross, they always have those moo-moos? <coughs> Excuse me. So I was like, I think we need moo-moos. Like, we're in Florida. We've been spray tanned. We went kayaking. Maybe I was just trying to live my Golden Girls experience. I don't know. But I made everybody buy a $9.99 moo-moo. And, well, they all were like, this is ridiculous. This is so dumb. Ha, ha, ha. Do you know that every single day when we got home from the conference, everybody was putting on their moo-moo because I was, I was the genius who was like, you're going to love this. You're going to love the moo-moo. And I have to laugh because when there was a season growing up that my mom wore moo-moos only around the house and my sister and I used to give her so much of a hard time about it. We would, she had several of them. And so we called it the number 13. Like she'd come up and be like, oh, you're wearing number 13 today, huh? Because she seemed to have a lot of moo-moos. And then here I go and buy a moo and I haven't pulled mine out yet because I, I think pulled- my husband might kick me out of the house if I parade around in my moo But, um, I, I'm not a, I'm not ashamed to wear a moo I got to say there, there is something I'm fabulous you, about it. End of a long day and eating a ton of fancy food. <laughs> the moo was a hit. And with the spray tans, honestly, it was a great thing to wear after getting a spray tan. It was. <laughs> nice and loose and if you haven't ever had a spray tan then you know it's a little sticky for a little bit so yes, yes. okay so those are all our we recommend the moo yes our pre-conference tips if you're gonna go to a conference um plan an excursion get a spray tan and get a moo because it's just it was way too much it was way too it, much fun. it was so much fun doing okay. the things yeah we haven't even talked about the conference yet i but. know all right so we had Lisa Harper, which she is a phenomenal, um, I want to call her like an exegetical teacher, mm-hmm. which means like she really can take the scriptures and pull out so much truth out of them and really make it applicable to your everyday life. And then we had Christine Kane and Christine, oh my word, she's like strike a match in the auditorium. You know, she brings yeah. the house in. So both her and Lisa, kind of two different styles, but yet you're both, you're left there wanting to scribble so many notes yeah. and um, so many nuggets to take home. So 
Yes. Um, what, was, what are some of your takeaways that, um, I don't have all of mine. I only have like notes on my phone, but what are some of the takeaways that you, um, took from the conference from let's start off with Lisa's message. I would say for me with Lisa Harper, she did, she talked about that compare leads to despair. Yes. And I love that. Um, I think that we've heard that whole idea that comparison is the thief of joy, but it, you know, it does, it leads us to feeling like we'll never measure up. We'll never have the thing. We'll never experience the thing. Um, she talked about the 10 commandments and, uh, you know, not something that you would go to a conference and be like, wow, I learned about the 10 commandments, but the way that she presented it, she just talked about that, you know, God's parameters that he's given to us are for our good. Right. And they ultimately help us to walk in the promises that he has for us. And I loved how she talked about um, <clears throat> specifically in Exodus 20, verse 25, it talks about when uh, this is right after the God has given Moses the Ten Commandments. And if you read Exodus 20, he gives the Ten Commandments and then he gives some addendums, I would say, <laughs> following the ten, the ten that we know. And one of those is he's talking about when you're making an altar to not use hewn stones. So that's a fancy word that basically means cut stones, like don't, don't polish and shape stones to make your altars. And what she talked about is that the reason she feels like the reason that God was specific about that is because, you know, the altar is where you would go and you would sacrifice and you would ask God to work a miracle or you would atone for your sin, or you would expect to see God's glory at work. And she talked about if God knows that if we think we have a part to play in any of those things, yeah. then we are going to think we have a piece of the glory that we're, that we deserve oh, and yeah. that he yeah. can't ultimately receive all of the glory. And that really spoke to me about, you know, I also think it kind of speaks to this whole idea of like, God's not interested in your hustle. You know, I've been mm -hmm. talking about that for a while with people like God's not interested in your hustle. He's not impressed by your hustle. He's impressed by your humbleness and your heart. Yeah. And I think that goes back to this whole idea of like, don't get your fingers mixed in the making of God's miracle. Like let him do the work and yeah. let him receive the praise and the glory. Um, so anyway, that was one thing that stood out for me for Lisa. That was good. And I, I she did emphasize this and with Christine really and I loved watching about the two of them is they celebrated each other's gifts uh -huh. and they were very intentional to say, listen, there's room at the table for all of us that we don't need. Like you said, the comparison um, leads to despair. Like we don't need to compare one another. Yeah. We need to maybe admire and celebrate what each other brings to the table and that there's room for everybody within the body of within the body. So that yeah. was really good. I definitely think in our culture, um, as of late, it's just so easy. We see what somebody else posts on social media and what they have going on in their life. And you're like, wow, her life looks so awesome. Yes. I wish my life could be like that too. Yeah. And really there's no, we just need to admire what God yes. is doing in their life and that God will do the same thing in ours. And if not more, so yes. celebrate what he's doing. I think that's really good. I think when maybe this, I'm going to try to say this. When we can take adoration and make it admiration, I think that allows us to to do that. Like, yes. I actually just heard recently, you know who Chad Veach is? He's I've a pastor. That. He's one of those hipster pastors. He's got like the cool glasses and he wears the skinny pants. And 
I don't remember where he pastors. I apologize, Chad Veach, if you might ever happen to listen to this podcast. I'm sure you won't. But you're you had you dropped some knowledge recently. I heard, and he was talking about this exact thing that like we can look at all of these people that are doing all these wonderful things with their lives, and we can look at them and uh, you know kind of a, a in a almost like an idolatry idolatry lurk like. Idolize them. Yes. Idolizing them. Yes, thank you. Yes. And instead, I feel like what we need to do is we need to, he was talking about this, look look at them and say like, wow, she is such a great mom. I'm so impressed by the way that she parents. Or look at how hard she's working to, you know, uh, start get her business off the ground. Like, it's, right. like, let's learn and let's have a humble approach that, to your point, creates space for everybody to have a seat at the table rather than feeling like there's only so much pie to go around. And if we aren't, if we don't hurry up and get our piece of it, we're never going to get any pie. Like that's not, that's not who we serve. We serve a generous God. We serve a gracious God. We serve a compassionate God. We serve a gift giving God. And so admire and acknowledge the gifts in other people and make room for them. I mean, over and over and over when we will lift other people up, the Lord will the Lord doesn't leave us in the dust. He no. often brings us along. Whoop, spilled the water. Often brings us along yeah. with him. Um, but our job is to make room for others, or to lift other people up, to acknowledge their gifts, to create space. And while I'm on that tangent, I'll just say this too, <clears throat> because everything I just said is exactly what our experience was when we were on staff at Grace Family Church. You and I talked about that. I know we were saying, oh, let's recap this, our conference experience, but I just have to give a shout out to the staff there, the leadership, Pastor Craig and Debbie, Pastors Chris and Kristen, like those people poured into us. We were like young and dumb. Like I was, I don't know about you, but I was like young and dumb. And I, I (laughs) I wanted to serve God. Like I, well, here's what, here's how I was. I was all like, yeah, I know how to do that. And meanwhile, inside I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? Right. And they, they just like took us under their wing. They shepherded us. They mentored us. They taught us. They admonished us when we needed it. Like they they grew us spiritually as mentors and they really allowed us to kind of stretch and grow and see if this ministry thing was a fit for us. And I am forever, ever grateful to their saying yes to our willingness to serve and to give us an opportunity to do that. And well, also for both of us, I mean, we both moved away. And so I feel like they, in a sense, kind of launched us well. Yes, they did. (laughs) Into the next thing. But yet also just like your, I mean, hopefully your parents always welcome you back home. Yes. (laughs) And they're excited to see you. Um, I, I mean, I know I, I feel that like, like, welcome home. We're glad that you're here. How are you doing? What all are you doing? And, and then Philip, you're, you know, you know how, when you go home for Christmas and your mom just fills you with all kinds of goodies and food and and she makes your favorite things. Yes. Favorite things. And then it's time to, and then it's time to go. Yeah. You don't and live at your mama's house anymore. No, no. And so, you know, don't be afraid to branch out and yeah. use the gifts that you've been given at your, maybe your home church, but for some, it may be time to go, go somewhere else, but you never want to leave like bitter and offended. Yeah. Um, leave with the blessing and 
go take what you've learned and apply it somewhere else. Because so man, true. the harvest is plentiful, but the yes. workers are few. I think I was reminded that it takes a lot of workers to um to get the things get things done. So mm-hmm. and to share the gospel. There's so many people who still have not heard and who still don't know. Yeah. So anyways, it's it good. was over the top. I'm trying to think, was there any other things that, uh, that Christine Kane said or that you I mean, know? I could literally spend an entire podcast talking about her miracle on the way to Malta. Like I, I can't even like, maybe it's a second episode. Like it was so good. <clears throat> she just, if you ever, it was listener, at, a, was it Acts 27 that she Acts 27, 27, 28. And about don't abandon ship. Like yeah. okay, even if your ship is going down, and things are all crashing around you. And some of you that God doesn't thwart your destiny was like kind of her point. Like don't God has a destiny and a purpose for you. And the path and the method of getting you there may not be what you thought or what you had planned, but Mm -hmm. don't abandon ship. And then to get all the spoils out of Malta, like I'm totally giving y'all like a botched version of her message. It was, that was the gist of it. Don't, Don't abandon the faith. Don't abandon the calling that God has on your life just when everything else seems to be falling yeah. down around you. That's so good. So, yeah. If you haven't been to a conference in a while, go to a conference, get filled up, go back, serve in your family, serve in your workplace, serve in your home church. Like, just like Paige said, the world, the world needs us. And I would say, like, after the last two years that we've been through, like, man, I needed to kind of soak you know, soak in the goodness of who God is and be reminded of all of that and being, be around people like that. But you can't, you know, like we can't live in conference mode. Like we have to no. reenter the the reality, reenter at the atmosphere, as we say, when we come back home and th- you know what, there's still goodness to be had here. Um, there's still great things for us in the work of everyday life with our families. And, um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm grateful and honored that I got the chance to do that. And so, so great, grateful it was with you, dear friend. <laughs> it was, it was, it was really fun. And shout out to my mom, Beverly, yes. for hosting all of us, the hostess with the mostest and watching my kids and letting us all come in. And uh, my mom's like, it's so quiet without little you girls here baking cookies and cupcakes at midnight and the laughter. I mean, I just think the Uh, laughter and the tears, like we, we certainly shed multiple tears as, as many tears as we did laughs. So (laughs) my mom never did step into the spray tan tent though. Oh, we're going to get you next time, Beverly. Just you wait. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, it was all over the top. It was great. It was amazing. But you're right. You can't always live on the mountaintops either. Can't. Reentry has been okay. I one thing. So these are my two ideas that I've come home with. Okay. I think I need a reentry manager. Like I'm <laughs> because I come home to my kids and my dogs and the luggage and and I feel like I'm on such a high, but I can't get my act together. I need a helper. I need a type two. Maybe Coming you just over. need a checklist. Like yeah. day one, I'm gonna do this. Day two, because I think you come in and. I think you get overwhelmed, like, I got to do it all, you know? And it's like, 
let's just start with this. The, like, do we have milk? Like, <laughs> so Instacart, shout out to the Instacarts. Yes. Before, um, because I can't order groceries. And um, my next thing I want to make, I think out in California, they have this, but I want to Instamade. Like, I just want to order a made for a little bit. Oh, I bet there's something like that. There probably is. I'm so. sure. You Anyways. know, I will say this, though. We have to Wrap spin this around and look at the positive, And that is, it is clear that our job as mom is secure. Like, uh, yes, total <laughs> job security. Yes, 100%. I haven't thought about it like that. You're right. It is. They love us. They missed us. They need us. So I'm feeling pretty good about that. And it's okay to go away every once in a while. Give yourself a break and let your family be reminded how awesome that you are. Amen. Period. (laughs) Yes. Thanks to my husband for letting me go with all of my Mine too. And my kids that survived without us. So (laughs) yes, everyone survived. Oh, this has been a good recap, friend. Yeah, it has been great. I'm excited to dive into some more um, page of our lives with you this upcoming year. So we'd love to divulge to you all of our secrets, but we don't have any. And we know. We're just telling you how it is. So we're glad to be back. We've enjoyed our little hiatus, but we're glad to be back. And uh, we'll have more weekly episodes for you coming up. Uh, Be sure to follow along on social media with us and um, share this podcast with a friend, please. Like, who do you know that needs to be encouraged? Who do you know that needs to put have a smile put on their face? Yes. That's what we're here for. So we're excited to be back and bring in new episodes to you each week. All right. Take care, friends. Bye, everybody. Bye. Well, that closes the chapter on another episode of The Page of Our Lives. If you liked today's episode, we would love for you to share it with a friend and leave a rating or a review in your podcast player. And be sure to follow along with us on Facebook or Instagram. You can find us there at Page of Our Lives Podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.